The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, In a short time you will see me no longer, and then a short time later you will see me again. Then some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean, in a short time you will no longer see me, and then a short time later you will see me again? And I am going to the Father. What is this short time? We don't know what he means. Jesus knew that they wanted to question him. So he said, You are asking one another what I meant by saying, In a short time you will no longer see me, and then a short time later you will see me again. I tell you most solemnly, You'll be weeping and wailing, while the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will return to joy. The Gospel of the Lord. So today is, is 40 days since the uh, Lord rose from the dead. So today is actually the day of ascension, but we celebrate that feast on, on Sunday. So, so we're continuing um, our journey onwards. Um, um, still with Jesus in the, the Last Supper, the final discourse, and continuing our journey with the Acts of the Apostles. And once again, Jesus in the gospel reading is talking about his death and resurrection. That short time when he will be gone, you will no longer see me. Then a short time you will see me again later. It's all about his death and resurrection. So, who did Jesus die for? Was it only for those who are going to be good enough to get into heaven? Or did he die for us all? Now, I hope you said he died for us all. But why is it we're worried that somebody might not get into heaven? You know, or that it's, that it's all about what we do. Our focus always has to be on the love and the mercy of Jesus. And yesterday I talked about those who had given uh, up the practice of their faith and the heartache that that uh, occurs uh, in them. And in a way we can see that with St. Paul in Corinth. And Corinth is not far from Athens. And so he'd been preaching to his Jewish family. You know, the, he was a Jew himself. And the Jews were rejecting him. And here he is washing his cloak of them. Um, but he doesn't lose his focus on Jesus, even though the, the heartache is there. He realizes, okay, I've got to let them go. 
but I've got to carry on. And in the same way, you know, in different times, Jesus had disciples walk away with him. And ultimately, on the night of the Last Supper, his closest friends walked away from him. And what do we find him saying when, they rose, when he rose again? When he appeared to them, peace be with you. And showed them his hands and his side. That's the love and the mercy of God. But often our tendency can be to fear. And that's not what we're supposed to be about. So once again, I want to offer a little bit more advice for those who really struggle with, with family members and friends who have given up the practice of the faith. And that advice would be to say, Lord, I know you have everything under control. And I know my kids can't love you the way I'd like them to love you at the moment. So I'm going to try and love you even more. For them and for all those other people around the world who are struggling in their faith. You know, when we get into the midst of struggle or turmoil with our faith, we're called to open our hearts even wider. Did you notice the little antiphon today in the gospel acclamation? The Lord says, I will not leave you orphans. I will not leave you orphans. I will come back to you and your hearts will rejoice. And, and I think in the same way, um, we have to be always like Christ, don't we? So we'll not leave these people who, practice, who don't practice their faith. We'll, we'll, we're not going to leave them orphans. We're not going to abandon them. But we're going to pray for them. We're going to hold them in our hearts. And just as Jesus holds every human person in his heart on his, his death and resurrection, so too, that's what we've got to strive for as well. An even open, opening wider of our human heart. And we have to work always for what God or for what Jesus works for, which is the salvation of the world. It's not dependent on us, it's dependent on Christ. But we want what God wants. So this is why our prayer for those who practice the faith is really, who don't practice the faith is really important. The other thing, today Ascension Thursday through to um, Pentecost Sunday is traditionally the week of prayer for Christian unity in New Zealand. And again, Jesus prayed that we be one. We be so completely one that the world will know it was the Father who sent him. And Jesus wants us to be one in him and with each other as he is one with the Father. So can I also ask in the next 10 days that we really have uh, the prayer for Christian unity in our hearts and that we get rid of any sort of animosity towards other Christians because that's not of Christ. Rather, we're called always, each one of us, to open our hearts more and more to his love. 
The fact that the body of Christ, the church, is broken is a scandal. It's a scandal for every Christian because we are not as we are called to be. And to that end, once again, we turn to Christ and pray for that grace that we might open up our hearts and be an instrument of his love, his peace and unity in all things.